And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. Welcome to The Approach podcast episode number, thanks to Dan Esdale, number 49. This is two weeks in a <laughs> I was row. Gonna we've done you this. I know, not bad, huh? I know, right? What's going on? Long time no see. I know. Doing pretty good. Today was kind of a shit commute home, but you know what? Such is life, I guess. Uh, who do we got today? Yeah. Today we have uh, ACST Class C winner, Jeff Little. What's going on, Jeff? Uh, not much. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, no, I'm super excited to be on this, and uh, this should be fun. So we got to talk a little bit while we were doing uh actually after the finals, but obviously we will get to that closer to the end of the story. Um, when we were talking, you, you talked about your family bowled and things like that. How did you originally get into bowling? So um, I got into bowling because of my grandparents. Um, both my grandmothers bowled. Um, my mom's side, my mom's, my mom's mother and my dad's mom, both bowled. And uh, when I was just probably like two years old, I just picked up a ball and I just threw it down the lane and because uh, they were in a, in a league. The league was over. I just threw it down the lane. And I remember my grandmother saying to my dad, hey, you, he's going to be a bowler. And ever since then, I've just been bowling. <laughs> and it was it, – it yeah. Do you remember what house it was? I was at – it was in Lunenburg. Oh, the hub. It was at the hub. And um, that was one of my favorite houses and another house that closed way too early. And um, but, yeah, it was the hub. And then because um, that's where my dad and my grandmother. Um, I have a younger brother who's actually better than me. Uh, um, but he's been in. Oh, I'm getting bad Wi-Fi. I drop your Wi-Fi is cutting out a little bit. Oh, can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. And uh, he's um, he's coming back. After he was a 115 average bowler, and um, so so yeah, so that got me into bowl uh, bowling more, and because I was like, I can't let my I'm doing what I can and uh, just did it cut out again yeah it cut out a little bit is it me I don't think so no I don't think it's you um but so I know off off air you mentioned the King of the Hill tournament at Masons. That started at the Hub Lanes, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It started at the Hub. Um, I don't remember when, but yeah, it started at the Hub. Then it went to then when the Hub closed, it went to Masons. Yeah, see, I used and to then go when to Masons, Masons closed, ones. sadly, um, it, it's going to be uh, one year now. Um, it now went to uh, Putts, and um. I mean, I'm glad it's still going. Um, it's not the same at putts, but you know what? It's still a tournament. <laughs> is it still every Saturday? It's still. It is now um, one Saturday. One Saturday a month. Oh, okay. The first Saturday of the month, but it all depends. Um, like if there is a tournament somewhere else, they move it to the next Saturday. But it's usually the first or second Saturday of the month. Yeah. That's what they. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a it, it at the hub. I never got the bowl at it in, at the hub. I got the bowl at it at Mason's. I won about six of them and I <laughs> it was fun and everything and it was cool because you got your name put on the board right in front of me right in, right behind um the counter at Mason's and people saw your name saying King of the Hill champion and then people would want to bowl against you and yeah. be like, Hey, Coming down the ball, down. yeah, I'm yeah. coming down because I want to bowl Jeff. Or yeah, Paul. Now, I used to they... go up with Paul Willits every so often. I think I won two of them. 
I I remember Paul. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. I haven't seen him in a long, long time. <laughs> he uh, yeah, he passed away about eight years ago. Yep. Yeah. That I I haven't seen him in such. I didn't see him in such a long time. I remember him yeah. coming up. Um. Yeah. No. It was. It's a fun tournament. I I actually have not done one yet at Putts, and it's like literally like right down the road for me. It's just. I just um. I just right now with Mason's being closed every single day. I drive by there and I'm just I'm depressed because it's the place where I learned I bowled the most. It's the place where I worked, so it really uh, it's kind of sad that all these bowling alleys are closing. But it's also awesome that a lot of these bowling alleys are staying open and doing great things like Millis and Academy. I mean, I can't say so 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 many nice things about Academy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they they Josh and Ted do a yeah. great job. They've treated me like a king there. I. I had no problems getting matches, getting anything set up. I had no problem for anything for my for, for the Atlantic Canopy Single Store. Nothing. They took care of me. If uh, there was an issue, they said, "Hey Jeff, do you think you can move it?" For, and I was like, "Yeah, no problem." So, yes, yeah. they're they're pretty accommodating. I've I've only been there just a few times, probably five or six times, just because it's so out of my way. But it's one of those places that you walk in and you just you can feel how welcoming it is and. And the crew there and everybody, especially like you said, Jeremy, you know, Ted, Ted and Josh and everybody from top to bottom, make that place feel like home. Oh, they're, they're amazing people. I like we, I bowl there on Tuesdays in the summer and, um, and one in the speed league and, um, they say hi to me every single time. I mean, Josh is kind of funny about it. He always says, Hey champ, how you doing? And I mean, so, so it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I mean, those guys, like I said, treat me well. I mean, if I went down the mills, you guys would probably treat me well too. So it doesn't really. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, uh, that's right. You're there. Inside Never mind. Now. <laughs> that, that's right. So you were talking about that you were, that you worked at Mason's. How did you end up uh, getting that job? So, I wanted a second job. Um, and a lot, a lot of people don't know, but I am an assistant meat manager for a grocery store, Shaw's, and. Um, I wanted a second job because I wanted to get a little extra money. And um, I had Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I could work like right when I got out of work, go right there. Because at the time I was working at a Shaw's um, in Clinton. So it wasn't really that far away. It's, the, it's like the next town over. So then I I, apply, uh, I asked the, the manager and he said, hey, yeah, I could definitely use you. So, um, so I started working Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. But then it turned into Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, all 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 at night. Hey, hey Dan, so, does that sound familiar? So, no, I can't imagine that ever happening at a bowling alley. <laughs> so then I realized. Then he said. Then he gave me the keys, and he's like, "Hey, you're going to be in charge and uh, at night because I really don't want to be there all the time." And uh, so I was there from like ten, eleven o'clock when Mason's closed. I was there that night and I, um, the owner called and said, Oh, you guys closing the normal time at 10 o'clock. And I said, there's people here right now. This is the last night I'm staying open for a couple more hours. And I did. So people could come down, see, uh, just bowl one more time or play pool one more time, or just look at the place. And, um, I'm proud. I'm happy that we did that because, um, but it was really sad being the last person to walk out of Mason's, lock the door, and only come back uh, a week later just to like clean up stuff and everything to get it ready for the sale. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was sad. But it, I did, I did the same thing for Fairway. I, I still, I still have my key. I still and have my. Key. Can you I get still have Dover rug? Huh. I yeah, I have the key to Dover rug. I have the key to Dover rug. Um, but same thing. We were packed. I mean, we had we had at least an hour long wait from the time I got work got into my shift at like four o'clock until ten thirty at night. We had we had a wait. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And um, when I we had to go back the next morning to start cleaning shit out. By the time I got in at eight o'clock, they already had three lane beds ripped out. 
Yeah, it was it was crazy. So like we had all the like the lockers and people and I couldn't get a hold of anybody because nobody was coming because I kept like I like we found out about this that we were closing a, a week before. So like we I was a like a little bit more time. Yeah. So I was like frustrated. I was like, what is going on? I mean, it was only my second job, but it became family because I bowled there for yeah. so long and I got to know a lot of people and stuff like that. And um it just like so like the last night I worked with Evan Mazzaferro, which he became the manager for a little while and then he left because he didn't like the way that the owner Al was dealing stuff. Right. Because we couldn't change anything. All they wanted to put money towards was the miniature golf course. They didn't care about the bowling alley. Yeah. So I mean, but yeah, it was it was very, very sad. I mean, yes, I mean, as you look, I mean the two bowling pins right here, those are from Masons. I took those. You can't really tell. Don't tell anybody, but I took those. No, I don't think they're going to ask for them back. I think you're okay. No, no. So, because they were like, and we so, we gave a bunch of things. Like Lita Lane took some stuff. Um, Acton Bulldrome took some stuff. Um, like a lot of people, a lot of places took some pieces and stuff. It was crazy. New Palace like, had a, New Palace had our ceiling fans. Oh, that's awesome! Actually, and and, and, and some Augusta of our has league. your ball returns, right? Augusta has our ball returns, and New Palace also had a couple of our league boards. It's like metal league boards. You open the door, put the stats up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it's uh, it was thing. It was interesting because when I found out that I was coming on here, I was like, "Wait a minute! I bowled against Jeremy. I bowled with you against you in Natick. Really? On, on Monday nights in that Friday in uh, the five five person team. Oh, Monday nights. Yep." I bowled with Kevin Paddington, uh Chris Monahan, Pat Monahan, and uh Spanky, Steve Spagnola. Was that um Alien Nation? Yes. With Al Al Bay. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. What a memory. <laughs> yeah. It was it was because I that was one I actually loved uh Natick. I thought that was an awesome house. And I was and I was and then when that closed, I was like, well, here comes another bowling alley that's closed. Great. Yeah, that yeah, house that was, was so iconic too. It was, it, it, it was a very honest house. Like it wasn't fast. It definitely wasn't tough. You know, you you got what you hit. It, it was, it was as honest as you got. No, it was a it was a great house, and like people like, um, people like were like, oh, how do you feel about being at Masons and now being and now being at Academy Masons got me to be a better bowler because Mason's was such a tough house. I mean, yeah, my two is ever were 107. And when I started, and then I got, I got married and had kids. And then I just kind of went downhill. That's what and, happens. and, um, <laughs> I, I ended up with like a 98 average at Mason's because I was working. I couldn't really bowl that much. Even when I like wanted to just throw practice games, I had so much stuff to do at Mason's that I never really got a chance. Even though you work at a bowling alley, you still don't have a lot of time to like, like people are like, oh, you work at a bowling alley. You should have been, you should be a lot better than that. Well, we <laughs> talked to Jeremy and I talked about this too, where, where just working at the alley too, especially bowling at your own house. I don't know if you did the same thing, but I know there'd be times where, you know, you, you hear a ball jam or, you know, even if somebody, and I know Jeremy, you used to do this to me all the time. If I ran down to fix a lane and I wasn't back in like three, four minutes, you would come down and check out, make sure everything's okay. You, you have eyes and ears everywhere. You're looking at the desk. You're looking, even if you're off the clock, you're never, I feel like get a bowling alley. You're really never off the clock once you're in that. I still find myself doing it. I still find myself yeah. doing it. So it's been no. almost two years. No, it's 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 crazy because it's absolutely true. Like when I'm at when when I was working at the bowling alley or when I was bowling, I'd be bowling on Friday nights. The guy, the guy, and the, he was like, be like, hey, can you watch the counter if they get slammed? And I'm trying to bowl. Yeah. And the Friday night league, watch the counter, and then like, I mean, and then if something broke, I had to go fix it. It was like. Like you couldn't get into a rhythm because if you wanted the bo- you couldn't get into a rhythm of bowling. I was like, okay, this yeah. is really, really hurting my bowling now. <laughs> yeah, I was I was bowling in a Sunday league. And I won't just in case, uh, and I don't think they do, but it's just in case. And I was literally up in my set, ready to bowl, and two lanes over, a guy yelled over to me and said, "Hey, none of my balls are coming back." 
I just looked at him. I went, what? He goes, I think I got a ball jam. And his own teammate went, are you asking him to get your balls for you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, he's effing bowling. Like I was literally <laughs> like, I, I kind of get it. If my team's up and you know, everybody yeah. at the counter is busy. This was just, he was too lazy to go walk to the desk. Just happened to look, saw me there and knew I worked there. So I figured I would just stop bowling and go get the balls for him. Yeah, it was, it was, no. crazy. I had one time, I had one time I was bowling. I was, uh, it was one of the, it was like a Sunday league and it was just like a fun Sunday league I was doing. And I was yeah. actually, I was like, I told, I, I was, I didn't work those Sundays uh, just so I could do the league. And like this guy comes up to me and goes, Oh, uh, my kids, my kids want bumpers. And I'm like, and they knew I worked there. So I don't know where everybody else was that was working that day, but I put the bumpers up for the kids and at Mason's, we didn't have those cool bumpers that you just pull up. Or we had like these like the inflatable things. PVC. No, we had like um, like like not like styrofoam, but like they were like they had they were black and they like they shed like crazy, and it was just oh, and you had to like th- you had to like drag them across the lanes, right? Yep. To get them- yeah, I had to like yeah. I had to sweep the lanes probably about twenty times after. Every time using them, it was such a pain. Mills used to have the inflatable ones way back when. I don't know if you remember that, Jeremy. No. When I was a kid, they had the old school, like the balloon one. I mean, I remember them, but I don't remember Mills having them. I didn't know if you ever went there, but I assume you didn't do a lot of bumper bowling. <laughs> no, I never had it. No. No. I need a hug. I, huh? I. I never. I never. I, I need a hug. <laughs> I'm still on bumpers. How do you think I have the average I have? Uh, because you're talented, but let's not tell anybody that. Yeah, let's not tell anybody that. Too many people are laughing right now and turning the podcast off. <laughs> so going going back to Mason's and not my illustrious career here, um, you worked also with the Junior League as well, uh, Travel yes. League, right? Yes, I did. I did and it you for know a few youngsters that still bowl. I know a few youngsters who have turned into be outstanding bowlers. So I, I did it for me, for Masons. Um, my stepdaughter um, was like, I want to do the kids league. And I was like, okay. And I mean, she wasn't like a, like she was like a 80 average bowler or whatever, but she wanted to do it because she wanted to meet ki- other kids because, mm-hmm. I, and um, so I did it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, co- I'll coach it, whatever. I'll coach it. I coached it with, um, I'm pretty sure, like Aaron Picard, uh, which is a, a bowler that bowls at Masons, um, she was really big for it. She's the one who kind of like started it, and um, and we did it. We went to different houses, and we went to lanes and games, and that's where I met Ashley. Then we went to Woburn. That's where so I met Dale. Not everybody. Dale. Not everybody who listens to this is going to know uh, everybody on a first name basis. Okay. I'm sorry. So I met Josh Daly. And and then I met uh, Charlie Collins and his brother, Hunter Collins. And it was... These, these bowlers were fantastic, and they were just kids. Yeah. And I was like, wow, all, every one of these can beat me. <laughs> that, that and was now one of the every one of them can beat me. me. was bringing our kids to states and i remember the first year one of the first years we went up to academy um it was actually my oldest nephew had to go up against josh daly um and you know josh is up there throwing 120s and 130s like it's nothing and my nephew looked at me nick and he goes what do i do and i went i don't know i don't think i could beat him (laughs) i didn't even know who this kid was and you know flash forward however many years later and he's still (laughs) whooping on uh my family (laughs) Hey, he got his he, name on the board. He does, yeah. He got his name. He's wanted that for so long. Look at that. He uh, took everything he learned from Jeff Little, and now his name's up on the board at Ryan's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because like I literally the first time I ever met him and and Charlie Collins, and um, I just said, "You guys have so much talent. Just keep doing what you're doing, and you guys are going to be fantastic bowlers if you guys stick with it." And look at that. I like. And then I went kind of like downhill, and now I'm getting back uphill. So I mean, yeah, because it's weird when you're coaching 
And you see these kids throwing like 120s, 130s, and like their average is like 105. And you're like, I remember when I was a 105. And like, and you're like, you're trying to be the coach, and you're trying to be the coach and like telling them because like I remember like some of the matches or whatever, like some of the uh, spots, uh, stops and everything that Josh got a little frustrated all the time. Uh, and and now he's calmed down a lot more and look at him. He's yeah. one of the best young bowlers. So, and I was, I was actually going to say that too, that I think when you're coaching, especially when you have a kid and Jeremy, you wouldn't know what this is like when you have a kid that surpasses you. And I don't mean your own kid. Cause Lily's definitely going to surpass you in the next two or three years. But I mean, when you're <laughs> coaching a kid's league and those kids start to get better than you, I think you're not just showing them, you know, the, uh, you know, how to continue to get better out of the game. I think you're also teaching them a little bit of the etiquette, how to keep their head within them. Because, you know, I all know this. A lot of the game is mental. Uh, kids, I think, need to get some of that maturity. Mm-hmm. And even if they've surpassed you on average, keeping level when things get hard is something that I think you can teach kids even if they're five, ten pins better than you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy because, like, I knew that, um, when I first saw them, I knew they were going to be very good bowlers. And I, cause I was like, but I was like, if he just stays with it and just stays focused because he had a yeah. time sometimes where he got, and I would tell his coaches and I would say, Hey, if this guy stays focused and they knew that. And it was kind of nice yeah. that all the coaches from all the different bowling alleys, even though it was a competition and everybody wanted to win, but just, uh, just to, um, like, they everybody was on the same page and knew what the, it was the most important thing was making sure these kids had fun, but making sure these kids um, did everything with respect and just had and just had a good time and and whatever could make them better. And if it it, if it made them better for us, just to just tell them, hey, slow down or don't get frustrated, just keep hitting the head pin, good things will yeah. happen, like, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was definitely one of my favorite moments of at being at Mason's was definitely doing the coaching for the with the kids. Um, I wanted to do more of it, but then I started working every single Saturday at the grocery store, and that was one thing they kind of hard to take every Saturday off. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you were talking about the coaches and everything. And one of the stories I love telling, and I, I can't tell it enough, was one of the years we went up to Academy again. And, um, you know, one of the kids we had in the league was struggling. I, I think he was holding on to the – if I remember correctly, he was holding on to the ball too long and kept crossing over his body. And, you know, I think a lot of it had to do with nerves. And uh, one of the coaches from the other – um, other houses came over and said, Hey, you know, I, I know he's your, you know, one of your kids. You mind if I help him out a little bit? And I said, absolutely. And he just, he took our, one of our kids and he took the ball and he just played catch with him, just step and throw, step and throw. And, um, you know, and then after he finished and he went, okay, now go do it over there. Then, you know, he asked me where we bowled out of. I told him it was, uh, Ryan's and Millis. And he goes, Oh, so you bowl with, uh, the Ravenclaw of death, Jeremy Seahome. <laughs> that was Bobby Brown. <laughs> Yes, Bob. So, but he did. He he, and you know what? He said the same about Josh. He said he was a kid that if he could keep his head within himself, he was going to win the whole thing. And I believe he won that year too. Bobby, um, was, Bobby was a you know, great, he, great coach. Great coach. Yes, uh, he he did great things for that whole entire like uh, youth thing. Youth uh, going all those places, doing the travel league and everything was. I remember the first time I took the kids to Central Park. They all looked at me and they're like, "Where are we?" And I, <laughs> I say the same thing. <laughs> and guys, everybody just stick together. We'll be fine. And that was my first time ever being there. Old hands. Roll them up. <laughs> <laughs> and um and it was it was fun though. I mean, like I said, I got to go to different bowling alleys. I mean, and it was fun, but like I but most fun I've had in bowling right now is doing this Atlantic Kennepton single store. Uh, just going to different houses, meeting different people. And it's just, it's been a blast. And um, I'm so excited for September. I, I want to be here now. Well, not really, because I still want the summer so, to be around. <laughs> so let's get into that a little bit. How did you um, end up getting into the ACST in the first place? I'm guessing so, Dan- I'm guessing Danny just hounded you until you just decided to No, because to Jeff join. and I did not know each other before the ACST. 
Oh, okay. So it was not me. So Anthony Karen, um, who I bowled with at Mason's and the Hub, and anywhere I could bowl, I bowled with Anthony. Like he, because Anthony goes to all the different houses and stuff, and I used to go with them because I wanted to see different houses. And um, he said, "You really should do this." And this was a uh, not this year, but the year before. And he was like, "Oh, you could just do the semi-pro one when you only had two things. You had the a, you had the pro, and then you had semi-pro." Yep. And, um, and I was like, "No, you know what? I don't know if I want to do it now. I'm, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be that good to do it. I mean, and this was at Macy's when I was like a hundred average." And he was like, "Oh, I'm doing it. I'm right. like, okay, sweet. So I can beat one bowler, probably you." And um, <laughs> and he goes, and he goes. He goes, no, you'll be able to do better because, I mean, there was times at Mason's where I could – I would do great and everything. I mean, the, the a story that comes up to me that's one of the best at Mason's was um, – and you we talked about this, and I'll get back to the ACS thing. We talked about this at the end when my mom made that comment saying about my grandmother. And um, and um, so we put my grandmother – We I went to her wake. This was like five years ago. It was a Friday night. I went to her wake and I said to my mom after bowling, I said, I'm going to bowling. And she said, are you sure? I said, I'm going to bowling. I'm doing this for my grandmother. I'm going to bowling. And I wore my grandmother's Mason shirt. I took her bowling balls and I, and I, and I was on lanes one and two and I had a hundred halves. I threw a triple strike and I finished with a 159. and um, I won the triple strike pool which was my third time doing that at Mason's in two years. Um, I could throw strikes at Mason's. I just couldn't do anything else. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And um, at that, that I was, I, I had to call my mom right away. I showed her the, I FaceTimed her. I showed her the score and everything. And I was like, mom, gra- my grandmother's with me right now. And so now, if now when in the Atlantic Canopy singles tour, anytime I get a strike, I kiss I kiss I kiss my uh, my hand and I um, go up to the sky with my hand saying thank you, Grandma, because she's the main reason why I'm bowling. I mean, my dad was a huge influence, but it, my two grandmothers are the main reason why I'm bowling. For those who didn't see it, when uh, and I'm I'm jumping the cart. Uh, what I don't know the expression. Jumping ahead a little bit, we'll just say that um, after Jeff had won. Uh, um, the big match um, was it? I believe your mom posted on your your Facebook that your yeah. uh, bowling grandmothers are looking down, smiling, and you know that was a very touching moment to to be a, you know to be next to you when you got to read that. So that was uh that was really cool. Yeah, yeah that made so. me that made me cry big time, and and like I'm an emotional person, but oh my god, I was like I I was losing it, but it was I was good. I was glad you were there, and um. It was yeah. It was it was emotional, but you know what? They're definitely looking down on me, and they are very happy. So, yeah, absolutely. I do want I want to get go back throughout the season because I do want to talk about your season and then yes. kind of wrap it up with that that final match. So I don't I don't want to jump around too much. So Anthony, yeah, uh, so Anthony finally talked to you, and you said, "Okay, I'm going to go one and seventeen. This is going to be awesome." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. I said to Anthony, I said, I said, okay, you know what? I don't know if I'll do it this year. So I didn't do it that, that. And then he goes, Jeff, you really should do it. We need people. They started a new C class. I think you're going to win the C. And I said, well, aren't you in the C? He goes, okay, you'll come in second. <laughs> and I said, okay. I said, I said, I'll do it. I said, it's, this sounds a lot of fun. And he goes, they stream a lot. And he goes, they stream matches. And I said, oh, good. Cause then people can start knowing who I am. Cause the only people that really knew me at Mason's were Jeff Walsh and Justin Scally and Mark Ricci because they bowled there um, sometimes. So, I mean, I nobody really knew who I was. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do it. And my first match, I throw, uh, I throw a 520 and I lose to Brian Patton. And I'm like, all right. And, but I only lost by eight and two of them, I yeah. lost by one. And I was like, Okay, this is fun. I had a blast. And then just kept going and going and going. And I I mean, and then I got onto a roll. Then I took a really bad loss. 
by Eric Haller Jr., which I don't know what happened there. I think I threw a 460-something, and I was just like, okay, this isn't good. And I'm like, and then my dad, who's one, like I said, is a very big influence for me, came to all my matches, and um, he goes, he goes, we're driving home. He goes, don't worry about that. You lost, you lost 12. Don't worry about it. Just, just focus. Come back the next week. And I think I had to go to Central, or, um, and I just went nuts at Central. I, I had three matches at Central, two in the regular season, one in the playoffs, and I averaged almost like a 113 at Central downstairs. That's impressive. And, yeah, and I just, I, I just had fun. I mean, I like Central. I just don't like parking. <laughs> or yeah, driving there. I mean, so for those who aren't keeping. Or, or driving there. I think that's worse. <laughs> For those who aren't keeping tra- who weren't keeping track at home, um, and this might be one of the few times, if ever, it's happened. Jeremy, you bowled the ACST a few years prior, so maybe you know. His whole division made the playoffs, and Jeff Little was actually in dead last in his division <laughs> with the second highest average in the entire league. So wow. Tony Levesque was the runaway one seed. He, he destroyed everybody. I think he was uh, he had 184 wins, second place to him with Ty Clark with 168. Um but in that division, Paul Atkinson came out as the five seed. Brian Patton came out as the six seed. And Jeff Little with a 109.3 average in the C was the seven seed. Wow. So that whole division made the playoffs five, six, seven. That's um, crazy. So Academy was representing pretty well. Um, you know, so, you, so Jeff, you get in the playoffs, you relatively, I don't want to knock anybody else, but relatively comfortably, you, you got in by 22 games. Yeah. Uh, 24 games, actually. So, you knew you were playoff bound. It wasn't, you didn't have a tight race at the end. I think the final, the final spot was really a fight between Joe Vieira and Anthony Karen and Joe Vieira got in at the very end. Um, Tony Levesque, um beat him pretty handily in the first round. You go up against Ty Clark. Now Ty had a one Oh seven average. He's the home bowler. What was that like going to your first playoff match? ACST? Um, I'm going to be honest. I was nervous. I was, nervous i was i'm going in the central park lanes i'm bowling against ty who i have a lot of respect for i mean and and i'm just like you know what i i was nervous but my my dad like i said he actually came to that one and um which is hard because they have stairs and he can't really for people that don't know my dad is um he has to use a walker but he when he when he goes to places he has to use a wheelchair so actually, John Boudreaux, uh, 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 Jonathan Boudreaux was working, and he carried my dad up the stairs so he could watch it, and um, and that meant a lot to me. And um, These and good uh, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it, it meant a lot to me. And then my um, so then just going there, and I was like, I'm in warmups. Uh, Greg is streaming the match. Uh, Greg Guglia is streaming the match, and um. I'm in warm-ups. I throw a double. And I That's look usually at Greg, not a good sign. I, well, no. hey, if, when we, wait, wait till we get to the finals, and, uh, and you'll see what happened. I mean, you know, but no, the other people don't. Yeah. So let's save that cliffhanger. And then just just going going in, I threw a double, and I said to, I said to Greg, I said, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's get to statin. <laughs> and um, we just went up there, and um, I just – just started bowling, and the first game was kind of close. Um, the second game was um, not that close, and then and then like I mean, I mean I had two double strikes in five games. I threw a double at the end. I threw a double in the last game where I threw the one forty six, I believe, and then yeah. and Ty threw a one twenty something. So I mean, but Ty was getting so upset with himself because he was just getting frustrated because he like, he knew that I was like in the zone. I mean, you throw a six nineteen yeah. at central downstairs on four different lanes because two lanes keep breaking. We had to go from the, the number two, three, four and five. Cause and, like it was just, but you know what? It was fun. It was, um, but yeah, I was nervous, but after I got out of there, and I knew that I was bowling Tony, and Tony kept saying to me, "He goes, if Tony you already, 
Tony had already bowled Joe at that point, correct? Yes. So Tony, so, okay, to, so. I, so I was basically the last one that was left to bowl. And I kind of did it on purpose so I could see who was bowling. Because I, yeah, you always want to say you're going to win, but I had so many, so much confidence in myself when I said, oh, I just got to make the playoffs. I only got nervous when I got to Central. But once I start, once I threw that double, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to go. My ball's working. Let's Makes get this going. Better. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what happened. I felt better. So then, as everybody knows, Tony and I have become really good friends. Tony Levesque. And um. And again, for those those who don't know, and Jeremy, I don't know how close you followed the C this year. Tony Levesque averaged 109.34, and Jeff Little averaged 109.30. I believe it was two pins for the entire season oh, that wow. separated those two guys. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and like I said, Tony Levesque and I became, uh, became good friends. Uh, we talk all the time. We still talk all the time and just, but like he came up to me and goes, Oh, Hey, I'm bowling against you now in the semifinals. And I said, I said, okay, awesome. And he goes, if you hit your average, I'm in trouble. And I was like, why would you say that? You're a good bowler, but I hit my average. He had a tough night. I won. Um, but yeah, I mean, my thing is, if you already think you're going to lose, then you're going to lose. That's a big part of it. So, and that kind of got me a little like, like, because I think Tony is a great bowler. Tony Levesque, I think he's a great bowler. And, but I just, when he said that to me, I was like, I said to my dad, I said, dad, Tony already thinks, Tony Levesque already thinks he's going to lose to me. And he goes, well, Jeff, you are one of the hottest bowlers right now. A lot of people don't want to bowl against you. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And he goes, you are bowling at Academy. So even though you're on the road, you're really at home because all you guys made the playoffs. Right. And then did I know Brian Patton won his second round match. Um, he did that before you. He beat yeah. um, Casey McCool, I believe, at Lakeside. And yeah. that was before your match. And that's when we knew Academy was out as an option because the three bowlers I had left out of the C North were all Academy guys. Yeah. Well, like I said, I did it on purpose. I wanted to bowl. I, I made sure they, everybody did their matches before I did mine. Because I just wanted to see who I was going to face or what was the chances yeah, no. of facing different people. And um, because and you have that window to uh, see when you can bowl and it just worked out that way because, and that's the greatest thing about uh, the Atlantic Canopan singles tour is you can bowl at 10 o'clock in the morning or you can bowl at nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. I loved watching like, it was a two years ago. I remember watching like it was Linehan versus Sean Taylor and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, I'll do that. I'm, I'm watching bowling at work. I'll do that at work while I'm at work. I have have two monitors at work and every, every, so if there's a match going on in the morning, I'll have it down in the corner and dude sitting behind me. He's just like, do you ever shut it off? I had a match. And there's so many matches. I know. I had a match against Aaron and and at at Academy at 10 o'clock in the morning. And that was one of my toughest matches because I don't know why, but apparently I can't bowl in the morning, or it's in my head that I can't bowl in the morning. I love morning and, bowling. And I'll, um, bowl at, I'll bowl at eight o'clock. I don't care. And um, I'm not up at eight o'clock. Oh, I, I'm at, I'm up at four thirty every day for work if I'm working. <laughs> so then you so you get through Tony, you know, tough match, and then and a lot of people were saying that you know there shouldn't be a reseed. The was really should have been Tony versus. Um, versus Jeff. But, you know, and I, and I wrote this on the comment too. I said, don't sleep on Brian. I was like, he was a six seed for a reason. He had 150 wins. I know he didn't have the average, but obviously he got the wins when it mattered. Um, so you had to go up against him the, in the North Finals. Yeah. Another, that- another academy, another away match, so it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Brian told me a thing um, before the match. He said, He's, he was kind of like trying like the not psych me out, but kind of like was like trying to kind of scare me. And we talked about this, um, if people don't know about it. And um, it's just and I was just like, OK, 
And apparently he's never lost two matches in a row against the same person. Because the last match against me in the regular season, I threw that 623 against him. And um, his last match against Jason Brown, who he beat in the first round, he lost to him in the, in the regular season, and then he beat him in the playoffs. Same with Casey. He, McCool, he lost to him in the regular season, but beat him in the playoffs. So he, so he was thinking he was going to beat me. Well, when we got to the first string, and I was up by, I don't know, it was I think it was like 30-something pins or something like that. I said, to my, I said to my dad, I said, and Paul Grant was doing the match, and I said to my dad, I said, I said, Dad, I'm not telling you. I, I think it's over, but if I keep doing this, I think it's over and I'm going to be the, and I'm going to be the champion. And yeah, I was right. I was right because I was like, because if I feel like I have so much confidence in my bowling now, if I get on a lead on somebody, I feel like they can't catch up to me unless they go. Yeah. At least unless I go really, unless I go completely cold and they go off. I just, the confidence now that I have doing this, and it's just it's through the roof right now, and it's going on right now here in the at academy in my leagues. I'm and uh, my two. What are you averaging this summer? I am aver- Okay, you're better than me right now in the summer. I am averaging a one ten. Nice, nice. And and I, and I'm just I'm having fun, and I've beat some very good bowlers um, already. This I I beat Josh Daly by two pins when he subbed. Um, I mean, and, com- and confidence really is one of the the, the biggest the biggest things because you're you're relaxed. You're going to throw a natural ball. And I, you- yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Jeremy. I have so much confidence right now. I mean, last night, I even though my I was throwing a great ball, I couldn't fill anything. I just I would make awesome spares and then fill them with twos. And threes, but I didn't get frustrated with it. I still but you, ended up. But you're, ma- but you're making you're making your spares though. Oh yeah, I yeah. was making spares left and right. I had and I had a game last night. I threw a 95 first game with four marks because I, but I couldn't fill them. <laughs> it was just Even, aggravating. Um, you wait. What Jeremy was saying about just the mentality and being, you know, calm and stuff. You know, the Friday that I threw the first my first ever 400, I was pulling actually on Jeremy's team. Going to the last five, I was very nervous. And he said, you've done this before. And I said, I haven't. And he completely changed the conversation. I don't know if you remember what you said, Jeremy. And you went, well, we're down by 20. Get it to single digits. You've done that before. And it completely changed my mindset from trying to chase a number to just getting back to bowling how it would be any other the night. You know, well, and just resetting thing. your brain like that, you know, kind of – it helps where versus if I just was up there going, okay, I need 47 pins and five boxes. I don't think I would have got it because I had that block in my head and I was, I was too nervous. If you're up there nervous and you're not sure of yourself, it's really hard to convert shots. Right. Yeah. That's it. Cause a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize this game is more mental than anything. Like, yeah, you yeah. can have this, you can have the skill, but you got to have, you got to have the mental um, power too. You got to be able yeah. to like calm yourself down. You got to make sure you can like focus and like. Yep. Well, like that's it's, a- it's true because you look at some great bowlers that that bowl, you know, in the in the four hole versus the five. They don't want to anchor. Some guys, that's all they want to do. I think Matero had the the line. Jeremy, you might remember he'll, this. He'll bowl. He'll bowl anywhere. I bowl as long yeah, as I don't care where I bowl as long as I bowl fifth. Yeah. <laughs> But that because he has that killer mentality. Not everybody 100%. has that. Not everybody. That, you know, so my thing, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because my thing is, I'll bowl wherever you put me first. Yeah, I'll start. I'll lead it off you guys. Yeah. You put me second. That's fine. You put me third, fourth, fifth. I don't care. I I I'm gonna do what I have to do. My goal is to beat my bowler, and or make it close to help my team. Yeah. That's all. That's what I do. That's what I want to do. Is yeah. I, w- I want to help my team out as much as I can. Now, when you were doing, when I'm doing my own thing, like the Atlantic Candlepin Singles Tour, my mentality was just to come out every time when I was the away bowler. My mentality was just to come out and try to put up a number and have them chase me. Yep. So going to the South quick, we had um, 
Mike uh, Fabrizio Smith, the six seed, took down Mike Smith. So I think for the first time, this has to be the first time in ACST history, we had Mike Smith bowl Mike Smith. I've never never seen two guys with the same name bowl each other before. So the funny thing about Mike Smith, I actually have a baseball card of him. Yeah, before he started bowling, he had his baseball card. Yeah. I have his baseball card. I was and and I still have it. I wish I could. I, I wish I, I would. I it's in one of my things. Like, so I was just looking at it like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, wait a minute, he now does Candlepin Bowling. <laughs> I know he's that guy. The, I he. Yeah. I know. I know who that guy is. I'm just like okay. So, in the South, we had five five through eight all won. All the home bowlers lost. Uh, Dave Peterson. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Nate, I believe Nate Wheeler won his match. I don't remember. All I know is you end up with Mike Fabrizio Smith. The guy had to travel all across. He's bowling out of Yarmouth. He came uh, to Millis to bowl Mike Smith. He went to Bayberry to bowl Pat McCauley. Finally gets the home match against Dave Peterson. The place was packed because they did it on a rainy day, and I think they only have six lanes of candle pinned down in Yarmouth. All to bowl you at spare time. And yes. you, you brought up that you said when you're ahead – you feel pretty good, and you whooped on him that first string, and then he inched right back in. I think by game three, you guys were pretty knotted up. Did you start to get the the nerves I got, going in there? Because I got I got very very nervous again. Like I said though, I talked to my dad, and he's like, "Just bowl your game, just bowl, and don't worry what he. I mean, don't worry what he's doing right now. You guys got to focus on yourself. Just bowl your game." And and I was. I was definitely nervous because I got, I would hit the hit the head pin and I wasn't getting anything. I was getting splits. He would be off the head pin. His ball was working great. He'd be off the head pin or even when he was on the head pin, he was just getting, everything was mixing for him. And I was just like, okay, this is not going good. And going into that match, I kind of feel like I was the favorite because I had the higher average. And, um, and after the first game, I was like, Whoa, I'm on. But then like I Again, like I was talking to my dad, and my dad's like, "Hey, you're doing great. Just keep it going." I'm like, "Dad, this kid, this guy can get ready. To go. This guy can definitely bowl." I mean, so and then he all of his that. wins, except for maybe Peterson, were upsets. He upset everybody, so he, you obviously couldn't sleep on a guy like that. And then Jarman, nope. I know you didn't come down, but Jeff, I don't think I'm over exaggerating. I think thirty, almost thirty to maybe forty people showed up to come watch the ACST finals. It was a That's it awesome. was a packed house. It was unbelievable. So more, more people came. It was weird because I thought more people came to watch the C match than the other two matches, and I was like kind of shocked because I was like, "We're just the bowlers," but it just showed you that people really enjoyed watching our C matches. Like, mm-hmm. like I think so. And 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 that's kudos to you for even make, doing a C division. It's kudos to the people for bowl the the bowlers for wanting to do it. It was yeah. To so me, it's all much, the, the bowlers doing it. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was, it was a blast. But yeah, it was going into the fourth game. I'm sorry, going into the fifth game, the last game. I was down three pins. It was, um, it was, yeah. It was four, four. He had four forty because he finished with five fifty. So he had four forty-seven. No, that's not. I don't remember. Oh, I, I know the the final. The final was five fifty one five fifty. And the thing is, too, and I don't want to, uh, you know, any bad blood or anything. He took a pin at it, so there was a pin that he threw. He called no good. That a lot of people in that house thought were good. And I talked to him and about that. that. Could have been. Yeah. So I I talked to him about yeah, that. Yeah, it was. I thought it was good too, but. Yeah. Also, also he got away with a lot of lobs, which again I know you're gonna say. Well, well you should have had. You should have had. Skip over that topic. Yeah, but you know what? He also. But you know what? Though, I got to give him credit. It was a close. It was a close call. He waved it off because he he wasn't 100 percent sure. Um, I remember I was sitting next to Mike Nardone. He goes, "Why did he wave that off?" I said, "He thought it was no good." He goes, "Oh, he's the only one in here that thought that." <laughs> but you look, know what? Though? I, look, look at the, the one that I. I did the same thing. Yeah. Potentially cost me a thousand dollars. So just, yeah. just, just on the just, uh, chicha. Yeah. 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 Just, just, um, I mean, just bowling against them. I mean, I mean, as you could tell when the match ended, I, I think we hugged for like eight minutes. You did. Uh, but the, 
my fa- I'm sorry. My favorite part of that whole match was uh, Jeremy. I don't know if you watched the finals because that one. Uh, I know that we had some issues with the stream. They're trying to get it back up line, but they he was shooting a single for a ten, which would have tied the match, and he missed. I think he went just wide right, and I thought it was still going to carry because he had like the two pins kind of like on yeah. either side of it, so. You feel like even if you you miss, it'll bounce back into it. It just he pushed it away, and as soon as he missed it, everyone went oh, and then all he got real quiet because usually you want to clap at the end of a match, but he just missed a shot. It felt awkward to do that, and you just hear Jeff yell, "Did we tie?" <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know what was going on because I I I was so nervous and couldn't look. And I had my towel over my head, and I just couldn't look. And um, I was talking to – I think it was Dan Isdale. I was talking to Dan, and I'm like, did he make it? And he goes, no, he missed. And I go, oh, we tied then. And he goes, no, you won. I said, no way. I won? And then that's when it's – then I got all excited and everything. I was like, oh, my God, I won. Wait a minute. And then I realized I'm the first ever sea champion ever. And I was like, oh, my God, this is – I'm a trivia question now in bowling. There you go. <laughs> so uh, before we before we wrap up, we did have a few questions on Facebook. Um, speaking of Dan Asdale, he says, "What are frustrations and what are the frustrations and rewards for you working with the kids league?" And second question, why are you such a nice guy? <laughs> so the first one, it, just the frustration part was some of the kids didn't want to listen to me because they thought they were better than me. Well, they're kids. And um, so, that, anyone. so that was the only part that was kind of frustrating. True. I would definitely, if if anybody wanted me to help out with a kids league, I would do it in a heartbeat. It was so much fun. It was a blast. And, um, but yeah, that was the one thing that was very frustrating about it. The one thing that was the greatest thing was just being with the kids, mm-hmm. showing them all about the game, showing them the right way to do it. Just that was the my favorite part about yeah. the whole thing. Why am I such a nice guy? I don't know. Apparently, I don't hate anybody. I really don't. I literally, like, just, I'll talk to anybody. I mean, I mean, I, I think Danny might be a little upset at me because I haven't been to Millis ever. But that will change. That, that will change. So I will be there because um, a, a bowler that I looked up to a lot, Steve Reno, works there. So mm-hmm. I told him I'd come see him. Um. So that was that. That's definitely one of them. Yeah, I'm just, just. I just love talking to people. I just, I want, and I, and I want people to help me out too. Like I ask questions all the time about bowling. I will, I, I must buzz, bug Justin Scally about a thousand times about just what's going on. Um, what do I have to do to get into a pro league? Uh, what do I have to get do to get into the Friday night league? What do I have to do to do this? And. He said, well, right now, your resume is pretty good right now winning this. This helps you out a lot when the Atlantic Candlepin singles tour and um, people watching your matches. I mean, I had three 600s. There you go. Um, and I was in the C division. And then that's when people started also getting mad about that because they were like, this guy's throwing 600s at me and he's in the C division. And I was yeah. like, Bowls I was like, better. <laughs> I, yeah. I said, dude, I bowled at Mason's. I said, and I had an awful year. I mean, we'll see how it goes this year when I'm in the B division, but I'm pretty excited about it. I can't wait for that. Nice. You, you um, mean A, right? Danny says he's pointing me an A. Great. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, Anthony Karen says, uh, when is your brother moving back from California and returning to Candlepins? So I, um, my brother just sold, uh, put his house on the market in California. Um, he is already got a job here in New Hampshire, um, to be sold. And then he should be back. And when he comes back, he's already told me that he wants to do this, but he has to do a league first. So that will be, because if he does a league and we have the same average, it could be little versus little. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and finally, and this kind of coincides with what, you know, one of the questions I always ask at the end, uh, who are some of the bowlers that you look up to? This is from Paul Grant. Uh, who are some of the bowlers that you look up to and how crazy was it to have the top average or two uh, and end up in seventh place in the ACST? What do you, and also what do you, 
working on to improve your game? Oh, so many questions. Uh, I know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't write any more. Um, <laughs> let's let, let's see. Uh, well, Steve Reno, uh, Tommy Olsa, uh, which I got to meet him at Steve Reno's uh, place in uh, South, I think it was American Lanes. Yep. Yep. And um, so I got to meet him one time, just like, and then I saw him on TV and I was like, I said to my dad, I said, dad, this guy's unbelievable. And then of course my dad says, oh, I bowled against him because my dad, (laughs) my dad used to be a 118 average bowler and that was at the hub. And um, so he did a lot of those tournaments um, and stuff. And he also, he missed channel five actually uh, four times. He he was the uh, runner up. Uh, like the alternate. Yeah, because so, you had to win. Yep, yep, yeah. So, but yeah, no, uh, Tommy Olser, um, uh Steve Reno, Phil Clough, like I said before, Phil Clough has been unbelievable to me. Um, the first time I met him, he just said to me, he's like, he's like, hey, you just keep doing what you're doing. And, and it was just, it was, he was just a really nice guy. So, I mean, definitely Phil. Um, a guy that a lot of people won't know um, is uh, Gordon Crawford. He was a big person. That, you know Gordon. I know uh, Gordon. Dan, Danny probably won't know Gordon. Gordon literally took me under the wings with his uh, his grand with his grandson Peter Crawford Jr. and um, at Mason's at the Hub. And, oh, is that Petey Pete? Yep. Oh, okay. And and, uh, and he took he took and he um, just showed us the right way of the bowl and. I, anytime I have a single and I, it's a, and I have a piece of wood and I go for the piece of wood, I keep looking up in the sky because he's probably like, what What are you doing? Because he always told me to go at the pin. Always told me to go at the pin because he always told me, he's like, Jeff, the wood's not going to help you every single time. See the pin, shoot the pin. Yep, and he always told me that. And when every time I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play the wood, and I look up and I'm like, oh, boy, he's he's right now probably looking down at me like getting ready to yell at me. And um, But, yeah, no. <laughs> He was a huge influence on me. Um, so, yeah, those are the people that I definitely looked up to. Um, I mean, just a quick story. Um, I was uh, a pacer at the Easter Classic uh, one year. And I'm bowling with Jeff Surrett And um, I'm pretty sure it was Mike Morgan. Oh, wow. And because um, they needed a pacer. And uh, somebody already paid. So, but they needed a pacer or whatever. Uh, I couldn't win anything. I just couldn't be the pacer because the money would just go to the thing. I, I don't know what year it was. And after two games, I was in second place. I threw back to back one fifties. Oh wow! And um, and I was like, just and I remember Mike Morgan coming up to me and going, "Hey, we're gonna go have a beer together." And I, I was just young. I I think I was like twenty. I might have been twenty four, twenty five. I don't even remember. And it was just crazy. And I was just like, what am I doing here with this? All these great bowlers. Mikey, and, um, Mikey was such a great, I shouldn't say was, because he's obviously he's still with us. He's, but Mikey is one of the best people ever. And if I, I need to find a way to try and get in touch with him because he is one that I would love to also have on the show. But I have no way of getting in touch with him. It was, it was just unbelievable. Like just, just, he was so nice to me. Um, because my next game, I remember I just threw like at 88 and I was like, I was so down. He goes, you just keep throwing your ball. Just have fun. He goes, you're doing, you're with all these guys. Just have fun. And I did. I remember my, and I remember so clearly it was just, it was awesome. It was just having, it was just so much fun being with those guys. Yeah. I mean, Mikey was awesome. Tommy was awesome. I wish, you know, he was still around Two, He, the Morgan brothers, two of my favorite people. Yeah, yeah, they, um, um, they, they, he was just, just, he made it so much better for me there. And so did Jeff. Uh, Jeff made it so nice, just made it, made it so fun for me. I mean, I won that one. That might have been one of his like four wins or three wins or whatever, how many wins he has. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was just so much fun. And I mean, that was like four in a row. Yeah. And that was the last Easter classic I ever did. Yeah. And, and I was like, how do they do 20 strings? I mean, after I ended, I was like, how do I do 20 strings? And they're all like 40, 50 years old and they're all doing 20 strings. And I'm just like, 
I'm leaving the place and I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I so. Yeah. Um, how am I changing the game? How am I changing the way I bowl uh, to get better? I'm trying to just slow myself down more. I'm trying not to rush. I um, it didn't work last night. As I said, I kind of rushed on like spares fills, but I'm trying to just if trying to hit the head pin as much as I can. I know eventually with my ball, things will break up. I mean, you do have tough, you have nights where things just don't work at all. Yep. But if you just plug away, like, like I did like in the Atlantic Canopin singles tour finals and Danny will remember this. I last game, I got five tens in a row in the first half. Yeah. I had 50 a 50 half mark. That's the reason I won that match is that I was pinning. I will yeah, say this. We were saying I, will, if he goes- I will say this till I die. Pinning is everything. He throws a 47-0 mark, you know, half. Everybody's saying great half. You pinned out, and he loses by two. Every but every 10 that 50. you throw forces your opponent to mark. Well, and that's why my yeah. dad literally every Tuesday night or in, in the Atlantic Canopin single store, any of my matches was like, just pin, pin, pin. I must have heard him say pin about 100 times. Yeah. And He's yeah. right. And Tony Levesque, you had brought up too how how influential your father was in uh, for all your ACST matches this season. Um, I didn't ask you about it because you had brought it up, so yeah, I don't want, you to feel, yeah, I don't want him to feel like we skipped his question. My dad is so. unbelievable. Um, just to have him there, um, I mean, like yeah. I told, like I said, he's handicapped. Um, and just to have him, just to have him there. And he wasn't at spare time, was he? He was at spare time. He actually said hi to you. Oh, okay, he did. Oh man, I'm terrible. Yep, yeah. That's why nobody likes you, apparently. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, nobody likes. But yeah, no. He he said hi to you. I told I um because I was like, oh, this is Danny, and um he's the guy who runs this, and yeah, he said hi to you. So oh, I do remember. I do remember now. Okay. So oh, okay. you gotta get me on a day where I'm not flustered and doing 27. I had a lot of stuff going on that day. Yeah, yeah. Get everything. Oh, my dad was the one. Who, he was sitting right, um, right next to my friend Tony uh, Corzini, who again is another person who has been a huge influence on me. Uh, I don't know, Jeremy. Do you remember Tony Corzini? I do. Okay. He bowled. He bowled in Natick. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, he actually bowls at Academy uh, with me. Uh, well, in, in the league. Um, on Tuesdays, yeah, I got in the bowl at, bowl at Academy. Um, but yeah, no, he, um, he's been a huge influence on me because, um, from day one, he, um, when I did this, he said, he said, you just bowl the way you've been bowling, you pin and, um, you're going to win this. And I was like, and I was like, well, Tony's got a better average than me. I mean, Tony's killing everybody. He goes, yeah, but you'll. I just have so much confidence in you. And I'm like, okay. And he was right. And um, like I said, my dad, with my dad's situation, my dad has been there since day one. Um, He's, like I said, my grandmother was the reason why I got in the bowling, but my dad got my brother and I in the bowling. And um, it just means me, means the world to me because I really wish my brother could watch matches, but he can because they've been streamed and stuff like that. But, it would be awesome for him to actually be here, but that's going to be coming soon. I hope. Um, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I even had my mom come to one match and she was so nervous to watch it. It was the match against Tony in the playoff. <laughs> and she was so nervous. Yeah, to watch. It. It's a big match. She was like so nervous to watch it. And then my, also my, my daughter, Maya, who's five years old, was trying to run around all over the place. And my mom's trying to watch the match. It was, that's why we don't bring the, the girls, uh, the <laughs> matches. Well, um, she wanted she wanted to see her dad because she ne- never really got to see her dad bowl. Yeah, like she, oh nice. She, she got to see me like on a, on the stream and everything on YouTube and stuff, but she wanted to see me bowl, and so it meant that meant the world to me. That's awesome, absolutely. Um, oh. But we're we're right up about that that hour time. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for doing the show with us. Uh, congratulations, definitely on being your ACST. C division champion. Hopefully, you'll be repeat. Are you going up to the B, right? He's going to be B or A. Yeah, I'm depends on who signs up. He's right on the bubble. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's but, ready but to I'm take on the B. Yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah um, and, and I'm also pretty excited about going to the B because I want to go to different houses. Like, if I stay in the north, I get to go to Concord, New Hampshire, which I've never been to that house. I've never been to, yeah. is it Bowell? Um, uh, yeah, Bowell's, yeah. yeah Danny, Bowell's. It was Danny Murphy's place. Yeah, I've never been there. Yep. So I'm kind of excited That's about that. That's where I became that. a certified instructor. Uh, really? He's in New Portsmouth. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Murphy. Who taught your class? It was it was still Dan oh, Murphy, Dan? but we we did it in Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. We went to his place. Yeah. Speaking of Dan Murphy, I actually watched his uh his uh his uh, uh his uh um um VHS. Um, my friend Evan Mazzaferro had it, and he goes because I was struggling, and he goes, "You should watch this since to help you with bowling," and it was. It was interesting. I was like, this guy made a video. <laughs> yep. With Mike Moore, guy to better bowling. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, right, uh, Jeff. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. For... Thank you so much for having me on. Um, um, I could definitely talk for hours, as you guys can tell. Uh, but <laughs> well, when you win the B, we're going to have you on again. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun. <laughs> I uh, I can't wait. I'm pretty um like I said <clears throat> I'm going to get the bowl against other people. Like um 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 it's going to be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I don't really want to jump to A, but if it happens, you know me, I'm up for a challenge. You you bowl up you to are. your competition, man. And if I yep. um um I mean, I mean you bowled you were you were in what? You were in A this year, right? No, B, right? Yeah, we're not talking about me. We're not going to talk oh, about my uh, season. Okay. Listen, okay, somebody has to be last, all right? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All you know right. What? We're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. And um, also, congratulations on the um, having, a, having a baby boy um, soon. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Um, and uh, like I said, this has been a lot of fun. Jeremy, thank you so much. Oh, you're very uh, welcome. I'll try not to be a stranger and actually come see you one of these times. Um, come visit. And uh, like I said, thank you guys so much for everything. And um, yeah, this was definitely a lot of fun. And um, I wish I, I wish we had more time, but it's getting late. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm up. I'm up at five thirty, not four thirty, but five thirty is still early. <laughs> well, Gross. I'm on vacation Gross. this week. I'm on vacation this week, actually. So uh, I started vacation. Uh, I work today, and now I'm on vacation for the rest of the week. So, it, well, so now, I don't it? Have to, yeah. So now I don't have to get up at four thirty. I'll have uh, to get up at go. probably six thirty because I can't I, sleep. <laughs> I get right. I get two rugrats that I gotta go put to bed. So I gotta I gotta put myself to bed. <laughs> All right, thank you guys again for He's everything. Three rugrats. <laughs> 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 Talk to you later, Jeff. Take it easy, All right, guys. All right, bye-bye.